Hello and welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined by Just Johnny. Just Johnny, how you doing, buddy? I am good. We are digitally joined by the hip. Digitally joined. Unfortunately, last week I had some video issues, so we couldn't get a video version of this. Um, but here we are. I'm hoping this all works. Um, the, the audio version is never a problem. It's just the video that always adds in an extra flavor of issues so we'll, we'll see how it goes um if this is your first time listening this is the show from switchrpg.com where we bring you the latest in the world of rpgs on the nintendo switch this week we are talking about um well we had some sort of a nintendo direct mini um you may have missed it or you i mean they didn't they didn't tell us they just kind of just dropped it out there uh, so we'll be talking about that, some upcoming releases, as well as some uh, game mechanics that we may want to see in other games, or maybe some of our own. So we got quite a big um, episode here as well, some RPG news. Um, but first, don't forget to visit our Discord, discord.switchrpg.com, as well as our Twitters, is at SwitchRPG. Uh, merch, can you can find it on our homepage at switchrpg.com. Uh, so yes, please give us a visit there, as well as ratings and reviews on this very own podcast. What are you playing, Johnny? What have I been playing? Uh, you're doing a, such a good job in that opener. That was uh, fantastic. <laughs> Bravo. <laughs> good work. <laughs> I, I, it's all scripted. It's all scripted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been playing, still playing Radiant Historia. Good. Game is, good, I guess. Uh, yeah, the game, the game is great. It, it's long, as JRPGs are. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is there is something that I I'm actually going to use uh, Radiant Historia as a uh, negative example for when we talk about gameplay mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will bring that up. Not okay. not that that's detracting so much from the game itself. The game is great. Um, but I'm going through that. Uh, uploaded a few more of my homebrewy. Uh, mario maker levels i think i'm up to the four on there once again these are like ports so okay those are on there uh feel free if anyone wants to check them out go ahead i gave the uh the code last week or two or two podcasts ago or something like that last week Uh, should i give another one or i mean it's up to you if you want to give the first one and then they can search you that way right is that the way it works on mario mario maker yeah um so if anyone punches in six or sorry l six q f c n b p g they can pull up uh, another level over there you can see you'll put you'll be able to pull up my whole maker profile stuff and go to the first world or first level in the first world and play and die a whole lot because it's a little challenging oh boy um yeah i've been playing uh a game that just came out i think it came out today today or, or yesterday yes- today or yesterday it might have been that today actually uh rfl mm-hmm. uh i'm on i got up to uh somewhere in chapter one uh so i did the prologue got up to chapter one got a whole lot of scolding uh it is kind of like a rpg maker kind of game except mm-hmm. done really well oh yeah <laughs> it's it was a uh, pleasantly surprising and a big kudos to how they we talked about this game probably like two months ago or something like that, where I was looking at screenshots or video and I saw like the menu system for combat and it was like the basic stuff, right? Attack, mm. skills, defend, retreat, like like very basic, basic stuff. However, after playing it, 
they did the good they they did the good thing by having your mana regenerate at the end of combat okay. and your health. So it becomes a you're topped off every time you enter combat. So they fine-tuned the combat system and 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 that with that in mind. So you don't it's no longer like a long-term resource management thing that is meaningless because you have items to max out yourself. That's that sort of style of gameplay is null and void, which is a style that I don't really care for. The sort of long-term dungeon delving, refill yourself up type of system. It's antiquated, it's old, I don't like it. This one, it has the mana, but you get topped off every single round, and you get, at the end of every uh, round of combat, you get mana back. Okay. So you're, you have a regenerative uh, effect that kicks into play, so it yep. adds... A little bit more nuance and complexity and non-typicalness to the combat. Uh, I haven't played long enough to see how interesting and elaborate it gets, but that's more than enough to intrigue me. Um, okay. I will say the music is very repetitive. <laughs> and by repetitive, like, like they had plenty of moments to like, to like change up the soundtrack and they didn't. Um, and that's fine. Indie game. Totally understand. The artwork's good, by the way. Yeah. It's a good-looking 16-bit style sprite work uh, looking game. Although some of the backgrounds that they used is more like painted, hand-drawn type stuff. So it's like walking the line of like, it's not 32-bit, but it's it looks as if it's like pre-rendered-esque type okay. things. But it, it's painted. Um, yeah. Or at least it looks like it's painted like Photoshop-y style. Mm -hmm. It works with the environment, but it's like you look at the character sprites, which are sprite graphics, right? Like like 16-bit, it has its own aesthetic style to it. And then you look at the background stuff, like you look at the clouds, because you're like you're living on like this floating island world or whatever. And you look at the background and the clouds, and it's like a resolution higher, right? It's not pixelated yeah, right. looking. Um Looks good though. The 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 entirety of the game graphically looks good. Sound, not so much. Animations are a little slow, uh, hmm. but not like annoyingly slow. But it's also like it lacks pizzazz gotcha. uh, on the animation system. Once again, it's indie. Uh, I don't know if they built this off of RPG Maker, but they some did. of the animations kind of looks like. Well, I think initially, maker. I think initially they it was an RPG Maker. Um, but then it was ported over into something else because I know with that developer Stegosoft, um, he is also working on another game called Rise of the Third Power, I think. And he's also kind of in the process of getting everything over from uh, an older RPG maker onto the maybe even the newer RPG maker or in something else entirely. Um, so it, it's he's kind of in, I think he's kind of in in between. Um, engines um but i don't think it's something it's definitely not something custom that's for sure okay so this is rpg maker yeah in engine. in its origins okay. yeah yeah uh but it's it's impressive um mm -hmm. for for being what i thought it was which was an rpg maker game it's it's certainly impressive the writing also it's definitely catered towards like tropiness kind yeah. of like uh teenager target demographic kind of gotcha. thing so it's not like overly mature or anything like that um very light hearted but that's fine it doesn't detract me right uh 
I'm probably going to play more of it because what I have played is good enough to keep me interested. It has a crafting system in there too. I am uh, surprised. Well, the crafting system seems like it's a bigger deal because from what I've played, there's no way to actually buy items. Really? Yeah, there's no... Um, did I even get gold? I don't know if I actually got a currency, um, but there was. I didn't see a menu to change your equipment. There's a menu within your crafting menu. You review each of your equipped gear, mm -hmm. and it shows you the, the materials needed to upgrade it to the next whatever it may be. And mm. you can acquire recipes, and you can also enchant stuff. I mean, so, could it be possible that... That maybe you get that um, l as you progress, maybe in a Could later be. in the game. Not later, be, later, but you know, in a little yeah. bit. Could be, but for right now, it's it's not. Um, it doesn't seem like there's going to be like a shop purchase gear, okay. change out your gear type of system to it. It's going to be more about uh, farming materials. So you're killing, you're you're going to be grinding uh, monsters and whatnot in order to get the drops to upgrade your gear through mm -hmm. the crafting system that's what it looks like or what it appears to be gotcha. uh, which is not not a bad thing at all uh that has me intrigued because it's different it's not about you know farming gold to buy the better thing yep. or to open a chest to get the better thing um also the movement in that game is janky super janky well i mean that's the uh, rpg maker thing isn't it i mean it's kind of yeah it's kind of, yeah. is it your cardinal directions, or does it give you eight directions? It's a node, it's it's a grid node system. Okay. Um, kind of like uh, the original Zelda, um, or traditional 16-bit RPGs, where you tap, you just tap, like, the up direction or down direction, and you move one whole square up, mm -hmm. or one whole square down or left or whatever. Uh, so you're moving one node. Um, yeah. So you're always you're like locked into a guaranteed number of pixels that you're going to move on screen, gotcha. kind of thing. Yeah. That's what it feels like. I don't know this for certain. I, I don't. I haven't peeked under the hood in RPG Maker in like 20 years or something like that. So. Been a while. Been a little bit. Been a while. I think <laughs> I think I played RPG Maker one. <laughs> wow, you're old. <laughs> oh, that was that was on. Uh, I think it released on the original PlayStation, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's old. Um, yeah, I am old. We are old. We, we are old. <laughs> <laughs> at least I'm. At least I think you're older than me, but that might not be the case. I'm an eight, eighty-one model. You're an eighty-one model. Yeah. Oh, okay. You are older than me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been playing a little bit of Animal Crossing. A little uh, I bit. Made my island. A little bit. Made an island. Got my little phone app stuff. Uh, my uh, my girlfriend's been playing much more of Animal Crossing okay. than I. I just haven't had the time to to fully delve into it. Into uh, I'm also waiting for her to sort of take control of the island, so that way I, when I go in, I can mess everything up. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I also got it as well, and I just don't understand the appeal of it. I, I, I really, really don't. Um, it just seems like a lot of, a lot of work. That Tom Nook, he's a real jerk. Um, he's a jerk. And another thing, and you're you're on a deserted island. You don't have to be on a deserted island. There's a dude with a plane, a boat, or whatever. You could just go. 
Why are yeah. you why are you staying on this island? Because it's it's what you wanted. You wouldn't have planned this vacation if it wasn't what you wanted. You would have gone somewhere else. I would have go- I would have gone somewhere else. It wouldn't have been Animal, deep, animal Crossing. Deep down inside, this is what you you knew where you were getting into. <laughs> this is the ticket that you bought. Oh man. Okay. So is that is that the storyline? Is that the basic plot line? Yeah. Okay. All right. You you go up to the I don't know the 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 nooklings whatever they are the uh, what was it Timmy and Tommy yeah and they, they sort of explain things to you like oh hey yeah we have, we have this uh, desolate island getaway package thing where you're gonna be in one with nature and all that stuff they tell you yeah it sounds terrible um but as you were saying so uh, your girlfriend's been playing quite a bit of it and you just want to go in there and ransack her island once she's done building it up. Yeah, in, in a harmless, mostly harmless okay. way. I'm gonna I'm gonna pluck all the weeds, oh. and then I'm just going to lay out, throw that back on the ground right outside of her tent. <laughs> so I'll just, I'll just put like a big giant like weeds everywhere, all the way around. That's her home tent area. That, that is terrible. <laughs> that is you are an awful human being. Could be worse. I could plant like like rocks over there. Oh yeah. Could, can you plant rocks? I heard those are like those are kind of a scarce sometimes. Uh, you can plant tree stumps, and I don't, I don't know if you can actually plop down rocks. You might, um, you probably can. Yeah, I don't know. sounds like a lot Maybe, of work already. You no, know I could do. I might like build a maze. <laughs> if I ever get enough materials, I'll just like build like a walkthrough maze, like from her entrance to her tent. That's that's the start of the maze, and the only way to to get out to like the rest of the the town, the the island is to get through this uh, elaborate hedge maze like oh. thing. I think You're, I'll do that. Uh, yeah, that's I want to see that. I would love to actually that's see. Really a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What else? What else last, you playing? Yeah, the last game is uh, uh, Divinity: Original Sin. Something that we don't talk about. Never uh, heard of it. All. Never heard of that game before. Yeah. How was that game? Uh, doing. Yeah, doing four play, uh, four player with uh, with my friends, nice. getting together and and rolling some weird characters and stuff like that. I went lizard. Lizards are awesome. Yep, I, I love lizards. And I like I, their and fire they breath. Just look so cool. Yeah, yep. they get the fire breath and cool looking. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, that was kind. Of, I, that was my very first playthrough. Was was a lizard uh, character. Um, oh, yeah. What, what was your class? Uh, with, with him, I went, um, I went, um, I went like some sort of warrior kind of like a sword and shield type of character. I went really yeah. basic my first playthrough. I didn't know any better. Ah. <laughs> the, 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 the casting, the magics is pretty good in, in that yeah. game. Just by laying down that little floor stuff. Mm-hmm. Elemental mm-hmm. juice. I love it. Uh, so that's what I've been playing. What have you been playing? Holy cow! I can't believe you asked me. Thank <laughs> you so much for asking me. Um, as always, Divinity: Original Sin Two. I am almost done. I am so close to being done. Um, I have about like I think ten or twelve episodes. I'm recording, not recording. I have to edit to put up onto YouTube. So I'm a little behind um, in that aspect, but I'm, I'm almost done there. Uh, still playing Dark Siders Genesis. I started playing Up Op- Operentia. Operencia is a yeah. it's a really really cool game. I know it's been out for I think other consoles as well as PC, 
Um, but Operantia is a really, uh, it's kind of a throwback to, uh, is it Wizards? It's a first-person dungeon crawler. And yeah, it, what I saw in your videos, it's not actually, uh, like, locked-in grid-based movement. It, it actually is. The way I play it, though, because I'm so good, um, I almost make it look as if it's not, but it definitely is. So you can, you're able to turn the camera um, and everything, even when you're on a grid, I guess you can call it, you can, you're able to turn the camera 360 degrees. It's just kind of the way I've been playing it. I've been playing it almost like a first person uh, type of game. I'm manipulating the camera. So it almost looks really kind of, kind of fluid. Um, but if you look at the map, the map tiles, they're all, they're all very grid based. Um, it's got really cool kind of really throwback puzzle system. Um, that I, I loved in, in a game called, um, it's a point and click game, uh, called Shadowgate. Um, it kind of reminds Old me of that. School. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of some of those, those puzzles in there. Um, so I am, I'm definitely liking that. I think I've played maybe about three, four hours already. Um, I, that game came out yesterday. Today is the 27th. Um, actually, did it come out today? Actually, I think it came out today, the 27th. Yeah. Cause that's when, uh, when I was supposed to put it up. So yeah, it came out today. I, I, I recommend it. Um, if, if, if you're, in, especially if you're into the kind of the first person, uh, dungeon crawlers, it's, it's a really good game. I like the story so far. It's, it's not bad. Um, so I've also been playing another game that just recently came out called, uh, Grand Guilds. I think we've talked about it, on, um, on here in the past. It's got, it's a, uh, tactical yeah. RPG, uh, you know, grid based, and um, it relies on cards. It's a card battle mechanic. Yep, we, we talked about that before. Yeah, it's... I just got to the point in the game where I'm going to be getting new cards and equipment and all that stuff, so I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work. I'm still working on... I was still working off of the first set of cards, so it, I, I really can't speak to the uh, the variety of attacks and whatnot. But what I can tell you is that the it needs some more work in the oven. Um there was a point in time where the cutscene was so janky it looked like it was coming out of a PlayStation 2 machine. It looked it really slowed down so bad and then even the crawl, the text crawl for the conversation. Like, like frame rate? Yeah, frame, frame rate. yeah, it just oh. went it was just it almost stopped. Um and then the text crawl uh was like even slower. I I mean I had to wait for it to finish to to read for the the stream. I actually re, uh, streamed it, and um, yeah, it was it was that was like a whole section of the of the game. It was really kind of awkward streaming this. I'm like, oh oh boy, um, and there were a few other problems where I was trying to attack an enemy, but they were on the edge of the my outer attack range, and I couldn't select them. Uh, so there were there were a few issues. I think there's it needs it needs some more. Uh, either time in the oven, even though it's released, or it needs it needs a little bit more refinement. That's for sure. Yeah, it it's buggy. Um, some of their I'm just looking at some of the dialogue, and I could have sworn I saw a few uh, spelling grammatic issues. Yeah, and and I think I mentioned it while I was. I don't know if you're looking at my stream or, or not, but I was as I'm reading. I'm like, oh, this doesn't this doesn't sound sound right. Um, and there was some spelling, you know, grammatical errors, spelling errors. It, like I said, it needs, it needs some more time. Um, and the combat is, is good. It's not, it's not terrible. I've seen, I've played, seen and played a lot worse. So it's not, 
it's just like I said, it just needs more time. Um, and yeah. then oh, I'm sorry, what were we gonna one say? I wanna, yeah, one thing I just want to mention as like a little jab, uh, it just I'm looking at the character portraits on the characters that are talking, and like almost every single one of them is like ever so slightly like their eyes. If you look at their eyes, it's like ever so slightly cross eyed. It's so subtle. <laughs> Every single one I've seen so far. Really? Uh, it could be just me. It's probably just me, but it's like very slightly. The eyes are like, like they're looking at something that's like really close to them. <laughs> Maybe they're reading the text as well. I, I don't know. <laughs> the text is small. Yeah. That is some small text. Well, luckily I played on a larger screen, so I didn't have an issue there, but yeah. Yeesh. Uh, and then I've also been, or I've, I've played uh, the demo for Bravely Default 2, which we'll get into a little bit later on. Um, oh, you're not, you're not going to spill your beans right now on it? Um, I, 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 okay, fine. I will. Fine. Spill, All right. spill the beans! All right. Just like in true Bravely Default fashion, the game is very grindy, um, even in this demo. Um, in this demo, they they tell you that the game is going to be difficult, and they they say that on purpose because they tell you that they want you to try out all the jobs. They basically want you to run the game through every single job system and sub sub job system. They want you to try everything, and in in in, in that way, they what they have done. So I think you start off at level eight or nine or something. No, I'm sorry, it's earlier than that. Maybe maybe even five. I don't know, but it's a very early early level, and the enemies you're I fighting. Teens here. Well, I'm, I'm I, looking at your video. Right, but I jump. I had to do it in two different um takes. Oh, okay. Um, there's an earlier gameplay, and then when I get into the dungeon, I'm already level seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. yeah. So I am. I had to grind for a while just to beat the demo, uh, which was kind of my main objective was to just beat the demo. I didn't really want to try all the classes. Um, so, and, and you can, at the end of the demo, you do get a new class and you're able to try that class out as well. Uh, so you're able to get the new, uh, thief class with the, their asterisk system that they call it. So once you get the asterisk, asterisk, it's a, the thief asterisk. And, uh, you're then able to try, try out all those, all the abilities that the thief has to offer. Is it, is it, uh, the asterisk can only be consumed or, or apply to one party member or is it? No, for everyone? I, I think it can be for everyone. Yeah. So okay. if you wanted, if you wanted a class uh, or a party of thieves, you could, I guess, essentially do that if you wanted to. Um, but in the original Bravely Default, I do remember having to grind an awful lot. There were a lot of difficulty spikes. And I don't know, I, again, that's not to say that this game is going to do that. I mean, it's a demo, and I think they're they're running it the same way they ran the Octopath demo. There's going to be some sort of a survey at the end of it. They're going to gather opinions, gather thoughts, and whatnot. Um, so we could be some seeing something a little bit different when the game is released, which I don't think we have a solid date yet. But it looks uh, better graphically than the 3DS. Um, nothing really, I don't know, nothing really standing out there. It, it looks relatively the same, so, to me, in my eyes. Other than it it's just... Visually, it looks impressive. It, it looks like it's running on the same engine 
which is unreal. It is um, unreal. Uh, it looks like it's running on. They like they took the the bare bones of uh, Octopath yep. and are leveraging what they did there. Obviously, they're not using sprites, but you can tell when you're looking at like some of the background stuff, kind of like how Octopath looked like a pop up storybook, a diorama, yeah, uh, diorama, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, except it's not sprite based textures. Um, like HD 2D that they called it. Uh, it's all 3D, but it also has like almost like a painterly um, uh, style to the textures. Yeah, almost like a water. A... The the backgrounds are all pre-rendered water. They look like watercolor, yeah. almost like what Pokemon Mystery Dungeon did, the the recent one. I, I would say uh, it, it almost looks like crayon. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you but, could say I could, it could be watercolor. Yeah. Yeah, but either way, it's definitely got that some some sort of drawn in type of type of aesthetic or whatever that is. Yeah. But it's it's kind of my cup of tea, anyways. I, I love the turn based combat. Um, I'm still I was it's had been a while since I played Bravely Default, so I I was trying to get back into kind of like the Brave and Default kind of system. Once I got it, it kind of just clicked with me again, and I I ran I ran that entire boss section pretty much. Like the enemies were running away from me at one point because I was just so high, like way too high of a level. Um, but the boss actually took, I want to say he took about 30 minutes. It was a long, yeah. long battle. I'm looking at your video. You encountered the boss at like uh, minute 36. And it's, uh, let's see, you beat the boss on, oh my goodness. Yeah. It's like an hour. Yeah. Or half hour. It was like a thirty a minute thirty minutes. It was a thirty minute battle with this boss. Wow. It was insane. That's crazy. And even some of the enemies in the dungeons, they were they were difficult as well. So there was a there was a lot of difficulty spikes in the demo as well. It wasn't very balanced because of what they were trying to accomplish. So what, it, what's the um so I, I'm seeing your rewards at the end of the fight. You got experience, JP, job points. Yep. Those make sense. What is PG? PG is their currency. Okay. Yeah. It's also um a rating in movies, parental guidance. <laughs> just just I don't know, maybe you don't know. <laughs> so the, does the story require parental guidance? Uh actually it does. <laughs> I, I it's a it, it may be too mature for some. Uh, for me really? uh, for sure. No. It's fine. Uh, it, the artwork for it, it looks really good, especially yeah. the background elements. It looks really, really cool. Yeah, and, the, oh, and in yeah. the demo, they kind of pitch you in, like, the middle of the game, uh, essentially. So they kind of reference other points in the game previous where you haven't played it, you know? So um, it's kind of just somewhere in the middle. But I'm, I'm, I'm just worried that it's going to play too similar to Octopath because the, the combat system is pretty much Octopath combat system. Well, this of... it's the same combat system as the previous one. Um, so if anything, I guess Octopath was. Yeah, but you, but you played the previous one. I never played the previous yeah, Bravely yeah, yeah. games. Uh, but you know, in this one, it's you're doing multiple actions, whereas in Octopath, it's you're enhancing one action. So okay, that's, that's yeah. the big difference. From what I see here, that's the only difference that I see. Yeah, and you can also you can also borrow actions. So you have the uh, the brave the brave action where it allows you. Um, Brave and default. Default allows you to hold action, and so you can store it for your next turn. And yeah, brave, generate 
brave point. Yeah, it generates brave points, but you can also borrow brave points. So you can actually go minus three brave points. You'll get three turns, but you'll also lose three the next three turns as well. Um, so there's there's a lot of different mechanics involved. Whereas in Octopath, they work on the brake system, so you're always trying to keep your your um, your enemies or yeah your enemies kind of in a stun lock almost type of type yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I mean maybe there's similarities, but once you've played it, it, it feels very very different. Yeah, uh, similar to a certain degree. Uh, also, the fact that they have a two-job system that mm -hmm. you can apply, yep. uh, which is something that Octopath does. So it's basically you have the default attack with your your weapon, and then you have whatever skills, spells, what have you, comes with your associated equipped job. And right. that's the same thing that Octopath and has. And I don't remember if in the first Bravely Default, if, you're, um, if you could, because you, you're allowed to like a sub-job sub type. And in this in this demo, uh, that sub job type never gained any job points, so I was never getting any abilities with that jo secondary job type. So again, I don't remember in the in the first one if your only your primary job top uh, primary job type gives you new abilities. So do you know what I mean? So I'm I'm not sure how I don't remember how that worked. So a lot of my secondary job my sub job types never progress beyond their first ability. Um, yep. So I wasn't really able to see a lot of everything, but, you know, it still gave me enough of what, what they're doing, and it's, it's, all, it's a lot of the same of what Bravely Default did. Um, so there's really nothing, nothing new, uh, I guess you could call it, maybe, except for maybe the asterisk system, which is really not a system at all. Yeah, it doesn't look, nothing about it looks special. It just looks like, it gives you access to classes to some yeah, or main. Right. And Bravely De uh, the original Bravely Default did it a little bit different. Um it was again, it wasn't an asterisk system, it was a totally different system. So it's the same thing, just different label. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um for me, this is perfectly fine because I never played the Bravely game. So mm -hmm. I'm going I'm going in on this uh pretty much blind and it looks I probably won't get until I beat Octopath, so I still need to like fully okay. complete that game. That's a long game. Yep, that's a I long feel, game. I feel bad if I started up this without beating and completing Octopath. I, I didn't. I won't feel bad at all. Um, Octopath can just sit sit right there. Um, I will gladly play this. Unfortunately, it, I don't know if you. I don't know when it's coming out. Number one, I, I think we still have some time. Uh, but I got Trials of Mana that I want to play coming out. I got Xenoblade, again, which we'll discuss. Um, I want to play that. So I don't know where this is going to sit. Who who knows? Um, but yeah, that's what I've been playing. Let's get into the news. Um, so first and foremost, we have Galaxy of Pen and Paper releasing on consoles in April. Now, you and I were discussing a little bit of this. This they There is a whole kind of pen and paper... Um, compilation uh kind of like a bunch yeah. of other uh, not bunch of other ones a couple other ones is that correct uh there's they, knights of pen and paper and yeah yeah knights of pen and paper they made uh one and two on that uh that's on switch yep i think it's i think they're bundled together too yep they are uh they have not uh they have the galaxy one i'm not sure if they have others i'm aware of those two okay for the franchise well, or well, this for, this for one, this. um, this one's coming to the Switch on April eighth, 
and I'm assuming it's going to be kind of the same kind of fill as um, Knights of Pen and Paper, ex except yeah. for it's uh, we got a kind of a sci-fi kind of story based here. Yep, it's it's exactly that. Uh, so if you've never played these games before, you are playing your Creighton characters that are playing a tabletop RPG with a DM. Mm -hmm. uh, and when your DM starts to talk, you then enter the world of the tabletop game that you are playing. So it's a game and then a game within that game. A metagame. Yeah, so, so you roll characters for the metagame, which also happens to be the characters that you roll for the in-game game. So right. when you're playing the in-game game, it's more traditional. Knights of Pen and Paper, it's you know fantasy-based world. You got your warriors and your mages and your and your rogues and whatnot. Uh, and then when you're going outside of the game, you are getting like uh, you're ordering pizza and you're <laughs> <laughs> you're like uh, you're you can buy like fancier tables to play the game on. Now can, does that um affect your in um your in-game in-game like your i don't even know what to call it now your it tabletop does, I, game yeah it, it affects the game because you can uh it, it's been a while since i played these games uh but you can manipulate your dungeon master okay so the person who's and that obviously manipulating the dungeon master act, has a direct influence on the in-game game that you are playing in and of itself when you're playing those in-game games, um, it's very much point and click on nodes okay. to do jobs, whatever those jobs may be. It may be to like go to a tavern to pick up a quest, and then you click on another node where that quest objective is to kill a certain number of enemies X number of times. So you kind of grind that quest to completion, and then you move on to the next one. And as you're doing these jobs, time is progressing. This is on the Knights version. Uh, it's been a while since I've played the uh, the Galaxy one, and I only played the Galaxy one for almost two hours. Okay. Um, it was about an hour and a half, right, right around there, that I played that one for. And, it, and it's pretty much the same game, different, but very, very similar, right? You're you're still rolling your characters. There's the outside game, and then the in-game game, uh, and it's it's interesting it's fun it's quirky don't expect anything elaborate or serious storyline wise uh but it is different uh -huh. in a very cool way and especially the fact that they don't charge uh too much for it i'm not sure what they're charging on the eShop, but i can't imagine it being that much yeah i'd, I'd have to i'd have to look that up but yeah I, I i can't see it being too much either um but um yeah, it's kind of got a very interesting aspect where it's got, you know, the game and metagame, all, all that sort of stuff. Uh, a lot of different mechanics going going into it. Yeah, so uh, it looks like it's going to be either 10 or 12 bucks. Uh, I see 12, but that's in British pounds. So I'm not, I'm not we, sure what we it's... Live, uh... We live in, an, um, in the U.S., yeah, I know, I know, I know. I, it's I going to be twelve forty nine. Twelve Yeah, twelve forty nine. Galaxy of pen and paper plus one edition. You can actually pre-purchase it now, and it's like I had said, April eighth, two thousand twenty. Yep. So next we it's, have, 
did you have yeah, any but... closing thoughts there? No. No. no? Sorry. All right. All right. Well, don't stop interrupting me. Uh, Dreadnoughtical um, release dates have been announced. Now, Dreadnoughtical is a. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm entirely sold on this quite yet. Um, but the release date is set for the Nintendo Switch on April 29th. It's it's. I I don't know what it is about it that I'm really not sold. I think it's actually the uh, the character the like kind of the uh, cinematic sequences. They just don't work with me. <laughs> but as far as the end game, it's okay. Um, and it looks like to be kind of a tactical. RPG um, by the same folks who brought you Operencia, Zen Zen Studios. Now Zen Studios actually they're really well known for their pinball games, um, but here they are making wow, some that company. Yeah, so uh, like Star Wars pinball, like a bunch of them. But yeah. here they are making some some decent RPGs. I I think they also it's coming out on the P, uh, PS4, uh, Xbox, uh, all that stuff. It's coming out. So yeah, did you have a chance to look at Dreadnoughtical? Yeah, little, I, I looked bit? at it. It looks the I like the UI. It looks good. Yeah, it's got a uh, really kind of cool UI. Uh, I still need to be sold on the on the uh, cinematic sequences. I don't know if I'm quite there yet. Um, but yeah, um, so Dreadnoughtical coming out on console April 29th. Next, we have an RPG with no combat, like I had mentioned um, to you off off kind of screen here. Game called Game Deck. I actually did a uh, an interview with them. You can find it on the YouTube channel. Um, Game Deck is being put out by Anshar Studios, and they're coming up with a Kickstarter. They had a very small or low goal, uh, I thought anyway, and I didn't think this was going to go to Kickstarter. They did mention it to me. Um, because the reason why I say that is because I thought they had a publisher waiting for them. I thought is Eleven Bit Studios. I thought they were gonna kind of help them out with this, and apparently uh, not. Right now, it it looks like it's gonna be self-published because they're listing themselves as the publisher. Right. So. So yeah. Maybe that's not. Solid, it, but... Maybe something happened. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but they were successful in their crowdfunding. I think it was. It took maybe a day or so. And Game Deck is, uh, it's kind of like a crime-solving mystery-type RPG. There, there are plenty of playthroughs you can watch on, um, on YouTube if, if you wanted to. But it's kind of an isometric angle. Uh, I, think, I think it looks, looks cool. Uh, it's just like, you had mentioned something about having no combat possibly kind of being a, an issue. It well, I think it's certainly an issue if they took a tradition because the isometric view, right? It looks, and I'm seeing a lot of click, and I'm I'm watching like a live gameplay feed that they're doing on Steam right now, mm -hmm. uh, and it looks like a traditional CRPG. Right now, the dialogue system, uh, they are there is a lot of options here. I I see lots of choices happening in the dialogue. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it means, but it looks that to me looks interesting. But without combat, you're removing one of the key pillars that make up RPGs, traditional, and pretty much most RPGs have combat as a focal point. 
the whole and it it's not just combat other ancillary things uh are there for the sole purpose of enhancing combat when you level up in like mass effect the nodes that you're choosing these additional perks that you're getting are pretty much combat related there's very few uh games where uh, rpgs where you're choosing level up perks what have you that have no bearing on combat uh you know probably like uh the what's that other cyberpunk game um cyberpunk 2077 no do sex deus ex yeah yeah deus ex uh is one of them where you can do like uh pacifist well depending on which deus ex game you're talking about right you can kind of do like more role-playing you know pacifist style gameplay Mm -hmm. um Fallout, kind of, and Skyrim, well, Skyrim, I don't think, has any social dialogue-y type things, but no. Fallout, I think, does. Um, or maybe I'm thinking of, I think I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> that Space Age game. Space Age game? Yeah, it's like Fallout, but in space. <laughs> Mass Effect? We, we both played it and beat it. I don't know oh, what you're man. talking about. It just came oh, out. Oh, The Outer Worlds. Yes, Outer okay. Worlds. Okay. <laughs> that, that one does have some like persuasive, you, you can play the game purely on, uh, on just dialogue. But there's, mm-hmm. out of all of those different trees and skills that you can, and perks that you can choose from, more than half of them are dedicated to enhancing combat or making combat easier. Right. In a game like this that, has as you said no combat they gotta do a whole lot more they essentially gotta add half that so they gotta have as interesting and as good of a dialogue system as the outer worlds and then some i i think i think with this one it's got a very um unique story to it it has almost that in-game and out of game story um, essentially, you're a game deck. You're like almost like a uh, the police officer of a of the Matrix, um, basically. If if that kind of makes sense, uh, so you kind of tap into this fake world that you essentially are playing in, um, and you're 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 kind of like a crime solver in that pretend world. Um, yeah. So and it, and if if you watch the 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 gameplay, I, and I really recommend that you do. It's one the most recent one, March twenty fifth. I think they put it out for their Kickstarter launch. It's, I think, about uh, maybe about 10, 12, uh, 10, 11 minutes of it. Watch it, because it shows a lot of the skill tree, um, a lot of different stuff that I think it could, it could, um, it could persuade some people to get this game, because I think it's got something going for it. So It, it definitely looks like, I'm, I'm looking at, you know, live footage right now, and there are interesting things going on so it's it's definitely something it's different and not mm-hmm. only that graphically it's impressive for a kind of an impressive. indie type of studio yeah i, I would say yeah. so yeah and it, they just did something crazy they just made the entire environment go like orange yep orangey brown so and like i told you, you you're weird you're in this like ma- it's almost like the matrix you yeah. can and you can manipulate that you can control it um, yeah, I'm seeing them do it right now. You know what? You know what they could do um, in game in a game specifically like this uh, is kind of like taking if they borrow, and I hope they do, 
they borrow some of those hacking elements that you do in Watch Dogs. They do. And incorporate that. It, it looks like they're doing some of that right now. I because I actually uh, I actually did it. <laughs> I was oh, able to. Okay. I was able at PAX. I was able to play the game, and uh, yeah, that's one of the things where you actually have to go in and 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 hack and do a bunch of dumb bunch of stuff. It's like I said. It's it does doesn't have the combat, but it's got a lot of different other type of elements that I think are really gonna kind of mm-hmm. pe- change people's minds. Uh, it so looks. Def- it looks good. Yeah, definitely uh, recommend that. Uh, what else we got? Let me see. Uh, another another Kickstarter. You said we had mentioned this. I think I'm calling you. I'm calling you a liar. Okay, you are a liar. Call me liar all you want. We looked at this. Maybe we looked at this off. Uh, I think you sent it to it's, me. It's made by the same people. It's the messenger. I think we talked about it like three podcasts ago. Okay, we definitely did not. Okay. Um, so <laughs> Kickstarter, another Kickstarter, um, Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars is again you 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 broke it before me, but yeah, they're they're the same people who did uh, the Messenger. Um, and and apparently this game, Sea of Stars, is set in that same sort of in that same universe. Um, it might be pre uh, kind of a prequel. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Um, but I absolutely love the look of this game. I myself, along with other people, um, immediately backed it. So it's been the game was coming out regardless. They even said it in their Kickstarter. Um, I think it was Q and A or whatever. Uh, frequently asked questions. I don't know. They said the game they were going to come out with the game regardless. Now, whether or not people were interested, they wanted to obviously gauge some interest as well as maybe add a few other things, which they're kind of in the process of it now. Um. Man, I immediately jumped on this game because I and it's I think it's a 2022 launch. I think <laughs> I think that's what's in my head. But they were looking to initially hit ninety thousand dollars, and I think they're at maybe almost three hundred k. Wow, which is I I don't have the I don't have that in front of me. I'd have to pull it up. Um, but yeah, it's and and I think they're adding also uh co op. So you had kind of the Sun and Moon characters, I think that they're the children of the Solstice, and now they've added a co-op mechanic to it, or they are planning to add a co-op. It's a Kickstarter, so a lot of these things, again with Kickstarters, there's a lot of promises. Sometimes things change, so, um, but that was one of the stretch goals, and they've also added in-game cinematics. So they that's was a stretch goal, or oh, I'm sorry, that is a current stretch goal. Uh, but what I really like about this game, and I, and I think I've mentioned it in other games, pixel art can go either way for me, right? They pixel either... art looks amazing. Oh, I see, I'm saying I see. in general, in general, pixel yeah. art can go, it can go really bad, you know, or it can go really good. This one, it looks amazing. Um, it's beyond good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, other examples, uh, Children of Mora, I believe, uh, looks amazing. Another game that I'm actually uh, backing is called uh chain chained echoes again i think looks really good uh eastward that's coming out looks i think really good now what sets those games apart from just the standard pixel art game is the dynamic lighting i think dynamic lighting in pixel art i think octopath kind of does that as well um just kind of the, the like the shadows well and, differently and- so octopath is able to do it because it's a 3d engine mm-hmm. these games appear to be running enhanced 2D engines with, and they baked in their own 
uh, lighting system into it. Right. Um, that's what that's what the folks at Eastward did. I know that for sure. Um, I'm guessing that's what these guys are in the process of or doing as well. But that's I think I think it adds another layer of just plain old pixel art games. Like you're talking Arafel. Don't get me wrong. The game look that game does look good, especially the enhancements that they've done recently. But it doesn't have that lighting, the extra layer that I think that it really attracts me personally. Yep. Um. So that's why, and and they even mention it in it in their Kickstarter trailer of uh, dynamic lighting, and and I don't know if that's going to be some sort of buzzword now, but man, it really sets that trailer apart for sure. Well, it's it's something that you don't typically do on a 2d engine because mm. lighting dynamic lighting it you have to play around with shaders and 2d engines the beauty of 2d engines is you're not working directly with the shaders and you because not only does it take up more performance it's also more complexity and you're manipulating pixels dynamically which means you can't draw as much to the screen it, it mm -hmm. depends on the engine that you're using most most engines don't support that and if they do you're putting a burden on your CPU because you're you're not able to directly write a shader to the GPU and have it uh, do all that dynamic stuff. Um, okay. That's just the nature of 2D engines. But yeah. uh, when you customize it, when when you sort of pull the hood up and and start to like tinker with the mechanics of the engine, uh, you can do that. It's just extra nuance and require it has its own degree of complexity and it looks like they went through that that process to to enhance uh whatever it is that they're doing here and it as you mentioned it looks good because of it real good right it just sets sets it apart totally um there there are no random encounters it is a turn-based rpg no random encounters uh and it and it it's like chrono trigger i was actually uh, i was just going to say that it, it's yeah. very reminiscent of Chrono Trigger. And again, that's going to be, I think, a new another new buzzword uh, because actually Cosmic Star Heroine does the same sort of thing. Like, there's no there's no changeover to, like, a battle scene or anything like that. It's just kind of, you encounter an enemy, everybody takes their kind of positions as to where they kind of were, and fight. Yep. And, um, yeah, if you haven't heard of of sea of stars on kickstarter i suggest that you know take take a look at it if you're not the sort of person who because some people are very weary of kickstarter games as well they they should be um this would i think be a safe one to put money behind for sure wow just seeing like the change of day to night they got reflections going on they have uh, a change of time and day and you can see the shadows actually cascade Yep. Uh, yeah. From one direction to another, it's you know that's something that you expect on 3D engines, but in 2D engines, right? Everything's typically pre-baked yep. and non-dynamic. And the fact that they went that extra mile, it looks good. And yeah, and that's standard. the again, that's the dynamic lighting I was talking about, it, and that just sets yeah. it apart. Like it's unbelievable. It's like, oh, can't wait for this one now. It's it's gonna be a while, but that's okay. I I will wait. Um, it wouldn't be a Switch RPG podcast if we didn't talk <laughs> about the next, uh, um, the next news topic. Um, the next news topic is Platinum Games finally going to announce their fourth announcement 
of the Platinum 4. So the first one was the Wonderful 101 remastered and Kickstarter announcement. Um, and then we had Project GG, which is the Ultraman-inspired whatever it is. I don't know what it is. And then we have Platinum Games um, introduces uh, introducing a newly uh, newly uh, established studio in uh, Tokyo, which I don't know if that was um, I don't know if that's worthy of one of the announcements. But hey, that's one of the announcements they had, so it's a pretty de- big deal for them for sure. But obviously, we're looking we are looking on the consumer side of things. We're looking for more games, right? Uh, so the fourth one is set to announce on April 1st. I don't so trust anything that comes out on April 1st. Uh, you could have fooled me. I thought they already announced their fourth. <laughs> <laughs> they made their fourth announcement. Um, nope, they haven't. And uh, April 1st is going to be the announcement. Why they chose that day, I don't know. But um, Hideki Kamiya said at PAX 2020, it's going to be a doozy. I don't picture him saying that, but that's okay. It's going to be a doozy, whatever that means. Um, Beautiful Joe. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I guess. And go go. I don't know what I don't know what they're going to pick. Um, but uh, we only have a few more days before we get to that announcement. So you're hoping maybe Beautiful Joe? Is that what it is? Well, I mean, Beautiful Joe, absolutely, because that is. That is an amazing, amazing game. Uh, mm-hmm. The the first and the second, both really, really good. Interesting gameplay. It's like some of the best beat 'em up uh, gameplay that you can get. They don't go crazy with 3D stuff. It's all side scroll beat 'em up, slow down time, speed up time, do the zoom in stuff. Uh, really good stuff. Hard, awesome combo system to it. It's just like hard but solid and fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, bad story, but it's cheesy, cheesy stuff. But yeah. you kind of get it because they went for like this weird comic book style uh, superhero uh, thing. Uh, but if they don't do that, that's perfectly fine because you know my next bet, uh, my next hope is that they do something brand new yet again because oh man, was Astral Chain so good? Right. Maybe it'll they be Astral Chain too. You know who knows. Uh, I doubt yeah. it. I really doubt it, but ah man, Astro Chain is. You know what? I don't doubt it because Astro Chain surprised them on sales. It sold really, really well, and mm-hmm. that game, it's my opinion, action game of the year last year. Yeah, no question. Yeah, just absolutely and, amazing. And you and think if maybe Fire Emblem uh, didn't come out? It yeah. probably would have been my my favorite pick for that year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now are you think it's an RPG as well? It's close. It's, it's close. very, very close. I would, I wouldn't people for con, uh, considering it an RPG. I would consider it an RPG in in most respects as well. Okay. I I still need to get it. I mean, I don't know when on or if I'll ever have time to play it. But I do want. I do want to get into it. You you forgot to borrow my copy. No, I you forgot to give me your copy. Ask for it. It's here. <laughs> well, not now. I don't know when I'll get it because we we can't even we can't even reach out anymore. This this digital. is this yeah, digital. Um, 
So yeah, April 1st. And um and that's a news day typically where you don't want to trust anything. So well, it's on a Wednesday, so you know, typically we we usually record on Wednesdays, so okay. it's a nice little present for the both of us. Nice. Maybe we'll get uh some sort of RPG. That'd be great. <laughs> All right, next we again, you said we talked about this game. I'm calling you a liar. Uh Fate Tactics uh, Fate Tactics is coming out this spring by the, um, the, is it Humble Bundle? Are they doing this again? Publishing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. they've been getting deeper into the RPG uh, publishing aspect of things. Uh, but this is a uh, tactical RPG, kind of a um, small scale, I guess you could call it, tactical grid-based RPG. And it's it's very pixel art. It's very, it is pixel art, not very pixel art. It is pixel art. Uh, it's it seems like a very traditional nothing me maybe stands out for me anyway uh wh- what do you think um it's a bunch of people that are fans of Final fantasy tactics yep clearly and uh they're trying to uh i would say more so uh what's that game that is more lighthearted uh it very looks, long, very grindy. It looks like a mix of Final Fantasy Disgaea. Tactics and Disgaea. I was just going to say that. It looks like a blending of that. And if you're into either one or both of those genres, I think Fate Tactics is probably going to be something kind of up your alley. I know Disgaea has kind of like over-the-top animations or like combat like combat animations or attack animations. I don't know if this game's going to have that sort of stuff, but it definitely has that Disgaea feel to me. And, and well, the animations look great. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I think... looking at the video of it right now. This is a good-looking uh, sprite, you know, pixel art game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well animated as well. Very colorful. Uh, it has that more lighthearted uh, approach to it. You know, uh, appealing to teenage uh, target demographic, but. Uh, food stuff is weird that's throwing me off. But whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> got some sort of food stuff. crafting or cooking yeah. mechanic. Yeah. It's almost like a puzzle, like like a a phone match three kind of thing right. going on. Yeah, uh, I, I wasn't sure what to it, make of that. It looks good. It looks like there's a the weather will have an effect on on combat because um, mm-hmm. it's keeping track of whether or not there's rain, uh, terrain elevation, which is something that was introduced in I think Tactics Ogre or Final Fantasy Tactics. One of those had it. Uh, it's clearly inspired by Tactics Environment. Um, uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, so it it looks good. It looks solid. Yeah, that's all I can say. It just looks nice and solid and graphically very pleasing. And it's nice and dense. That's a nice good thing too. It doesn't have like these these large elongated battle. Right, like I had said, it's kind of like a small scale um, battle map. Uh, which yeah. you're right. I think it's I think it's nice to have something like that. Almost not as small as into the breach i think into the breach is very 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 small nothing um, gets denser than that yeah so it's, it's a uh, it's not substantially larger but it's a little larger than than that i would say it's substantially larger into reach is teeny that is yeah. micro tactics <laughs> micro micro tactics a, yeah. new, a new genre it into, there's nothing else that plays like into the breach i love that game so much that yeah. game is amazing um, I was debating on whether or not to take this out of the news section altogether, but Blue 
protocol is uh, coming out with a close close beta, um, and I think you they're going to announce that soon. Uh, when are they announce it? There, it's set. The beta test is set for April twenty third to the twenty sixth. It was and, supposed to be this month. It was supposed to be right around now. Yeah, I guess with all the corona stuff, it got delayed. Um, and users who were chosen to participate will be notified on March 30th. If you're unfamiliar with what Blue Protocol is, it is a a very anime-inspired MMO that's coming out. I think it's only confirmed for the PC, but I also heard or thought that it was also or read somewhere that it was coming out for the Switch, as l- along with all the other consoles. So, oh, look at that. What are you looking at? That's why this reminds me so much of... This is made by Bandai Namco. Of course it is, yes. So it's... They, Tales. It might be, very well be the Tales team working on this game. It could be. And what better team to have working on a... A, imagine, imagine, all right, you love the Tales of Games, right? Imagine right. A, a large-scale MMO type of Tales of Game. Tales of MMO? Sign me up. That, that's, that's how you get me back into MMOs. <laughs> if it's the, Tales The very bad MMO. world of MMOs. Uh, I, I do not like MMOs anymore. I, they, they are time sinks and grind yeah. fests and just a whole lot of stuff that i don't like commitments and and yeah there i mean responsibilities right when you have real world ish uh responsibilities they're, they're yeah. tough they're tough to get into and um and their I, stories are not that good well i mean if you could combine a decent story with really good or decent end game which is really kind of hard to do i think the end game where typically is where it'll fall apart i mean I don't know. They have to. You have to consistently come out with new expansions or DLCs to keep people kind of interested. I think. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of the same old stuff. Uh, but this game looks absolutely great, and if I could ever figure out how to sign up for the uh, beta, I totally would just to check it out. Because uh, one thing that Tales Games has never had, I think. I can't remember any of the Tales games ever having is a create your own Tales character. And being an MMO, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. MMOs are typically the quintessential create a character right. uh, setting. So uh, to create my own Tales character, you know, with that whole anime uh, crazy hair and, and, and stuff like that, sign me up. <laughs> sign me uh, up. I'm down. Let's, let's sign you up. We're, we're going to look for it. We gotta find out where that is gonna, but yeah, it definitely has that tales of, especially the newer tales. It has that aesthetic. I wonder. Well, they're also working on the. Is it tales of arise? Is, uh, is that yes. what it is? So there's there's a lot right. going on at Bandai Namco. <laughs> they have a lot I, going I on. I am I am just chomping at the bit for tales of arise. Oh just man, chomping. I really Cannot hope wait. for. My ex own for my selfishness that I hope it comes out for the Switch. I really don't see that game coming out for the Switch, but I yeah. want it to come out for the Switch because otherwise I don't know how I'll play it. But all right, we'll we'll we'll, fi- we'll figure that out at another time. Yeah, that's that's definitely not coming out to the Switch. It's a brand new engine, and yeah. 
just just the fact that they struggle on making good engines to begin with. And this one, they went all out. Oh man, ah, I'm I'm looking at the gameplay from from E3 last year. Don't do Tales it. Of Arise. Just don't do it. <sighs> it's really really good. All right, next on the docket, we have a new T two D action RPG called, or it's not new; it's new to the Switch. Uh, called yeah. The Vagrant. Uh, again, like I said, it's a two D action RPG. It um. I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on this one? It reminds me of uh, Muramasa, the Demon Blade. I don't even know what you just said. It's a game that came out on uh, the Wii. It's mm -hmm. a side-scroll platformer okay. RPG action-y game. Uh, the art style looks very much like that. Not as good, but it looks very much like that. And the art style in this Vagrant game doesn't look bad at all. Mm -hmm. uh, it's got ridiculously proportioned protagonists. Uh, what do you mean? As, I know what uh, you mean. You, you don't have to go yeah, into it. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but it, that's kind of what the... I think they call themselves... Uh, it's a, that Japanese studio. Uh, they call them... I think they're called Vanillaware. Uh, that's kind of what they do. They do go out of their way to produce like this ridiculous proportioned characters like like huge muscles and and yeah slim like tiny feet and stuff like that weird weird character design stuff like that but in a, in a cool way uh and this game looks like it has that uh very beautiful backdrops and just the enemies like like everything the animations look pretty good it, it it's not overly impressive but it is still impressive to a degree mm -hmm. and on steam the game is uh you could just buy and play the game on steam outright it's been on steam for two years or almost two years a year and a half uh it's four dollars on steam so that's the part that kind of yeah makes me say yeah yeah we don't know what it's going to be on the switch um but yeah that's that's a it's been on there for a while yeah i will say this on steam it has more than a 90 percent user review score that's pretty good uh, of uh, satisfaction, right? Uh, that is very good. That that's that is a very anything ninety or above. It's could potentially be worth your time. Now, how much of that is based on the fact that this game is only four dollars? I don't know. Right, but I mean, people could buy the game, but just it just not like it, and they will tell you. But people yeah, actually yeah. seem to like this game, so yeah. So uh, yeah, it could be short though. <clears throat> Six massive levels. <laughs> so I, I don't know how long the game is. Maybe that's but yeah, it could be a shorter, shorter type of game. And I don't know what um what RPG elements it has in it, but I, it just looks like a very much two D side scrolling hack and slash type of game. I don't know if it's got Metroidvania aspects to it. Um, like I said, I don't know if it has what sort of RPG elements it's got coming to it or for it. So yeah, the vagrant. If it yeah, if it plays anything like uh, Muramasa, the Demon Blade, um, which it looks like it's intentionally trying to riff on that, mm -hmm. uh, the there are very slight Metroidvania elements to it. Very, very slight. It's mostly there for the sake of gating you uh, on purpose, and then once you get the item or the ability, what have you, 
uh, you can pass through that gate and unlock the next. Okay. And then oh. sometimes they'll they'll lock off certain parts of a level uh, that you can then backtrack to to get a power. Okay. So yeah. Minimal, minimal Metroidvania stuff. Very it's minimal. a, it's a possibility that they'll do the uh, kind of the same, same sort of stuff. Then, yep. maybe. I, I don't, I don't see any maps on this one. <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't know how they're gonna, how they implement any of that stuff. So, I don't know. Um, all right, that's gonna do it, kind of for our quick rundown of some new quick. How long? <laughs> <have> been, <laughs> um, quick rundown. Yeah, quotations. Um, of the news, but now we to the crux of it all. We had a oh, Nintendo yeah. Mini Direct kind of just dropping right on our laps yesterday. Was it yesterday? These days are uh, just. It was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. these these days are just. With me not going to work, I'm just totally, <laughs> totally lost. <laughs> totally, I like the other day. I just didn't even know what day of the week it was. It was it was just that bad. Uh, but anyways, it was dropped on us on the twenty sixth. And I'm going to call this an RPG direct because there were just loads and loads of RPGs in this, in this direct quite a few. Yeah. We have a quick kind of rundown on uh, my Nintendo news.com here. And first if like they open up the direct with Xenoblade Chronicles definitive edition. Oh, oh. as I've told you, I've never played Xenoblade Chronicles definitive or xenoblade chronicles uh the original there i've never played it so when they were showing it i i've barely even seen like playthroughs of it so they're showing this game like wow this looks freaking awesome what is this this is unbelievable and i'm just and i just kept saying stuff like that to myself and then all of a sudden like they just show it i'm like whoa that looks a lot more than just like a little remaster it looks like they they put the entire game, and they may have done this, put the entire original game in the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 using the Xenoblade Chronicles, Chronicles 2 engine. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's like. yeah, there's a lot more than just HD res, uh, up-resing, um, like UIs have changed. I, I, I know this now from, you know, watching or reading up on it. Like UIs have changed. Everything is just different. This is this is this is not just an HD. This is not just a remaster. This is definitely a remake, without a doubt. There is, there. I am a little so I was hyped about this when they first announced it. Announced it, but now with this uh, Nintendo Direct, I am slightly worried, like very slightly worried, because they are remastering slash remixing some of the soundtrack. Which to me is like, do not touch. It was perfect before. Maybe Please there'll be an, maybe there'll be an option, right? And a lot of games are doing this. Do you want the original score or you know? Do you want the old, the new score? Right, right. We'll I'm I'm just hoping if if they do touch it, I'm hoping it's just as good, if not better. And if it isn't, give me the option to go back to the original because the the original soundtrack to this game. It's pretty much perfect. It's like one of the best video game soundtracks of all time. Absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. I don't think they're redoing any of the voice work. Cause I think the voice work once again is also phenomenal on the previous one. Uh, just some of the best. Like, like I don't like the voice work on Xenoblade Two, 
But Xenoblade 1, awesome. No right. complaints with the vocal whatsoever. Just excellent voice acting all around. Uh, so the other thing that has me a little scared is that UI overhaul. Really? Yeah. You think that, it looks bad? Uh, it, it looks so simple. Okay. Because... So it the the game did get uh, I think reamed a little bit based on its UI um, when it originally released because you got to remember it was kind of like a low budget effort to uh, localize it and Nintendo of America didn't even localize it it was Nintendo of Europe that did the localization right. and then they took the UK version and just brought it over to the States and didn't change anything. Or if they did, it was probably like to change the spelling of some, you know, UK British word to right. the American version of the word, like removing a Z and making it an S instead or something, something weird like that. Um, like very subtle stuff, minor. They didn't do any of the voice works, right? Everything was still like British, UK, whatever accents uh, galore. But the UI... Yeah, uh, let's see. That looks like the original UI. I'm trying to look at the... When they're showing the skills. Right. I saw that, and... So, the combat, and you see the uh, the row of abilities on the very bottom of it. That is overhauled. They made it... It has a friendlier presentation to it. Especially the the fact that they're including the buffs and debuffs on the far right-hand side of the screen. Mm -hmm. So I have, have it pause-framed on, on one particular spot when they're going into combat and showing the, uh, the combat side of the UI changes. It just... The older UI kind of... It almost had, like, uh, the Japanese kanji on some of the iconography. Right. It, I, I can see why they would want to change that or remove that, because it may have been a little weird or confusing for people, but it it looked a, kind of appropriate. It, it, lo it looked all right. But what right. I see now with this redesign, <laughs> it looks a little bit too simple. Uh, like, like it was redesigned, but not from the original team that, that made the icon. So they kind of went to like a low budget, <laughs> almost like the localizer, the people that weren't part of the team, like uh, uh, Monolith Soft, didn't do these icon redesigns. It was someone else. I, I That's think, what it looks like. I'm going to be um, completely honest with you. I think you're absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> I, think it look, I think it looks absolutely fine. Um, it looks I, simple, though. It does it look very it, simple. It does look simple. Almost like, um, like mobile phone-esque, I guess you could say it. Yes. Um, you know, kind of like your tap tap icons. I think I think it looks fine, especially for again for me. I'm coming out it. I'm coming at this very you know very green. You know, I'm not. This is this is not my baby. Like it is your baby. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So I don't know. I I think it looks. I I can see what you're saying. I can see where it does happen I know it's not a mobile phone but maybe there's going to be some sort of of um handheld aspect to it where this is going to be a little bit easier to play handheld I think that's what they're kind of maybe also looking at because you can play this 
system in two different methods. So maybe having the iconography like this, as opposed to how it was in the 3DS version, because the 3DS version, again, I looked at screenshots of those, it is muddy as hell, and obviously we're going to have a little more clarity with the Switch. So maybe maybe they're they're taking that into consideration as well. Kind of like maybe you actually will be able to touch these icons with um with your finger or whatever. So I don't know. I think it looks fine. I, I yeah. think. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It it could be fine, but like uh, there's. You don't sound like was, you're with me though. <laughs> it they they had like an aesthetic. Yeah with the old design of the icons. Right. And it kind of seems like they lost a little bit of that aesthetic that they're going for. Uh, I'm now bouncing back and forth between the old version and the new version. So it's not so much that the icons are different, but the mini-map, it's more so the mini-map is like very different. Mm-hmm. And it's simple. I like the mini map look. It's it's not very it's not very three D <clears throat> in the new in the new version, the definitive version. I don't remember what it looked like in the original. Um, maybe it's got more textures in it. Is that what you're seeing? It and, has it has like a design to it. it looks it looks like a uh, like it's a mechanical uh, compass okay. that exists within the world. Yeah. So they they yeah they definitely definitely changed that then as well. I don't know. Yeah. So. Look, I am I am nitpicking. I, I just, you know, this game is near and dear. It is such an amazing. It it's my favorite RPG of all time. Like this, this game in particular. I just want to hope that they don't mess things up. Right. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Without a doubt, you don't want to. You don't want them to completely botch it. But I think with Monolith Soft, they they have. Um, a pedigree where they're they're not going to want to um, disappoint, and they they know what they have to live up to. I I, I think anyway, and yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I again coming at this from a noob, I I'm really definitely into it. Um, and they're also even for you old people who've played it before, they're coming out with a um, and is it DLC? Or kind of, uh, is that what it was? I, I can't remember. Oh, it's... Is that in the in like write-up here? Content. Yeah, it's it's an epilogue. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's not... I don't think it's DLC. I think it's going to be the same package. Okay. Uh, so it's... I don't know if you have to beat the game in order to do that epilogue stuff, or if it's sort of like endgame. It's certainly endgame mm -hmm. of some form. Uh, I just don't know what part of the game, if you have to beat the game in order to access the epilogue, or if there's like a... A time before the point of no return that you can start accessing the right. extra epilogue. So that's pretty cool. I think they're like them adding some more flavor for people who have already played it. Kind of gives them an another reason to jump into this massive, uh, lengthy RPG. So yeah, I the changes that they have going on for this is so huge mm -hmm. that you know what. Ignore the fact that I'm like being slightly worried that they're tampering with a an amazing game. I'm all in. Like, even the character redesigns alone is just more than worth. Because right. the way the way the characters looked on the old version is just like it's like they lean heavily on the anime look, and it looks good. 
-hmm. looks good. Like, it looks super, super solid and great. It's going to be the same game, just with a different coat of paint. And uh -huh. because it's so different, like that, that's going to feel new to me. And I just can't wait to play this game a third time. <laughs> a third time. So with you, it was with with you. It's Xenoblade Chronicles. With me, it's Divinity: Original Sin. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm definitely in on all this, and I can't wait to play it. And I'll probably be, probably be just like you, where I'm playing this a third time or or whatever. Um, how, how long was your playthrough? Do you remember? Was it hundreds? Uh, let's see, I think it was 120. Okay. Oh boy. All right. Yeah. So it got ourselves a little bit of a, uh, kind Keep of a in mind, you know, I spent 160 on Fire Emblem. So are you, are, know, you a, are you a type of a, are you a completionist? Is that what we, you would call it? Uh, it depends on the game. Yeah. Uh, for example, um, the Outer Worlds, I, I got to a certain point where I just wanted to beat the game yeah. and, and end it. Uh, Xenoblade, I did not want to end. Yep. That game, I just wanted it to keep going, and I didn't complete it. I wasn't completionist, but it was just like the things that were in there were just so fun to do mm -hmm. that I just did them. Right. All oh, right. And that's that's coming up really, really quick, uh, this Xenoblade. I'm excited for you. For me, it's for almost like it's almost like I, I I know what you're talking about. It's almost like um for people who are playing Breath of the Wild for the first time, um it's like one of those types of games where you're like, oh man, if I could also get that feeling back, like the first time I played that game, um I I know what you're talking about. I I really I really can't wait to play this game. I've I've watched uh let's plays of Xenoblade Chronicles from you know YouTubers and stuff like that, like Etika. Uh, yep. you know, rest in peace and all that. Uh, mm -hmm. him playing through Xenoblade and hitting these particular moments, these these key moments in the storyline, just seeing the responses from various people playing through it, and it's just awesome. It's yeah. just awesome. Like, like I not only do I love love playing the game, I love watching people play the game for the first time. Those yeah, amazing. yeah, I I can't wait to play it. So, um, when is the release date on that? May 29th. May 29th. Holy Was cow. Is that Memorial Day? I don't know when Memorial Day is. I don't even know what day of the week it is. You want me to know calendar or other things? <laughs> um, and, and, yeah, and I'm hoping to get a, a collector's edition on this as well. So that's just the way I am. So again, um, where are we here? I lost my pages here. Nintendo Direct. Nintendo uh, Direct. Go ahead. Well, the so they announced a bunch of stuff. I don't, I don't know if we're going in order of announcements or how you want to do stuff. Just, nope. just pull stuff out of the just hat. Just pull stuff out of the so, hat. Yeah. So we talked about Bravely Default 2 already. Yep. yep. Uh, so uh, we're both on board for that. Yep. Uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll probably wait until, at the very least, I beat Octopath. And I'll certainly wait to see how the reviews shake out. Uh, and if it reviews well enough, I'll probably scoop that right up and hammer on in. Yeah. Uh, I, I think, though, yep. it will be a while. Uh, just the way Octopath ran, where they had that kind of like the demo, it was almost like a beta version, and it was it was quite a few months before the full version was announced and released. So I think it, we it still was have over a, little, a year. Yeah, we we still have a little bit of time with uh, Briefly Default too. So well, it, in in the direct, they said it's coming out this year. Yeah, I, it would probably be in November if I had to guess, kind of later, later in the year. 
I, I could even see it hidden in uh, December. Yeah. Like uh, Xenoblade 2 did. Yep. Which is not, I don't think that's a bad time at all. I think, especially for an RPG, right? Yeah. Hidden in December. Mm -hmm. Great time. Yeah. Absolutely great. Uh, <coughs> so there was the uh, trifecta of Take uh, Take 2? Not Take 2. 2K. 2K. Uh, which is uh, a Borderlands collection, a Bioshock collection, which I'm super excited for. Mm -hmm. uh, I will buy those Bioshock games again <laughs> and just play through them again. Because mm -hmm. I never beat any of them. No. But now that it's coming to Switch, even though I have like the, the definitive remastered Super HD version on my PC, if I could play it on Switch, I know I'll actually beat them. Right. Uh, and then the actual 2K game that I haven't gotten and I am been wanting to get it, but for some reason I just haven't, is XCOM 2. Yeah. Which comes with the expansion and DLC. Right. Uh, it, so it has that, the War of the Chosen comes expansion. comes with a lot. It comes, like you had said, it comes with the War of the Chosen expansion along with a bunch of other DLC packs. Yeah. Um, so there is... Have you played either XCOM games? No. Or two? I want to... I absolutely love these kinds of games, and I've never played XCOM. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just I've never never played them. It's it's like um, it's like uh, Darkest Dungeon, right? Or Darkest Dungeon is actually more like XCOM. Yep. Uh, it's just like that. You have a crew of people. They level up. You're taking them down. There is permadeath that can happen. Yep. Uh, it you you have this big giant meta game, which is a lot of what makes it very interesting. There is an overarching storyline uh, that's going on. Things are just, uh, no matter how good you do, things are always getting worse, <laughs> which is <laughs> great uh, within the XCOM, uh, the XCOM universe. It, it just, like, you're always feeling pressured. Uh, you make a wrong decision or something, you know, the dice rolls uh, and lands on one instead of a 20. Uh, and you end up losing like some some squad mate that like, oh no like de facto person from from square one and now like they're dead and right. all their like uh, their experience uh, and prestige is gone. You have to get a fresh new recruit and the new recruits get scared when, when they're entering combat. With and the they'll run it's, just, it's just great. Well, they won't <laughs> run away on you, will they? Uh, they get. Uh, I think in the first game it was. I think it was called Panicked. Oh. So they'll go into like a panic state, and I can't remember, but I think they lost, they skipped their turn. Okay. They would like duck behind cover and just do nothing when they got panicked. Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, XCOM is absolutely fantastic. And then the metagame part is you're, you're building out your base, you're researching uh, alien technology, human technology, you're enhancing the the loadout, the weapons that your squads can do uh, can use, and all sorts of great stuff like that. And you can also capture the aliens, and then uh, experiment on them, and dissect them, and stuff like that. So and and this is the game that all strategy games, uh, tactical strategy games, are compared to. You know, uh, or as, yeah. at least the uh, kind of the duck and cover type ones. Um, Everything's just compared to XCOM, and for me, being a fan of those games, I've never actually played XCOM, so I'm really, I'm really interested. I definitely want to play this now. Another thing I'm really interested about is will it come physical? Number one, I think it will, and will it be on a cartridge? 
Like, are these these three games that we or yeah, collections basically? They're massive collections. Are they going to be on a cartridge or are they just going to be on a piece of paper here? Download it. So, like you said, I we, hope they don't do that. Well, I mean, it, it's it's happened. So we got XCOM, XCOM Two, War of the Chosen, four DLC packs, possibly going on one cartridge. I don't know. Then we have Borderlands, uh, the Legendary Collection, Borderlands number one, the Game of the Year edition, Borderlands Two. And then the pre the Borderlands the pre sequel, um. So again, those are another three massive games, um, possibly on a cartridge. I I don't believe it either. And then you have Bioshock the collection, Bioshock remastered, Bioshock two remastered, and then Bioshock, excuse me, Bioshock Infinite. Now, one thing I really find interesting, um, and I don't know, is that they don't say this on on the Nintendo eShop pages. Typically, they'll have like a game size, and those are all non-existent. There are no game sizes to be found. Yeah, it now, does list though. Um, it does list uh download version. Yep. and Nintendo Switch game card. Right. That's kind of what the next thing I was going to mention is that it does have the differentiation between the two. Which is, again, I don't know. I really just don't see these all being on one cartridge. I don't I don't know how it's going to happen. Maybe there's some wizardry going on in the background. But be prepared for this dish to be a piece of paper in a case, if it does come physical, because that could be what will happen. And a lot of people will be unhappy about it. And that is too bad. Um. More RPG stuff. Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit Adventure. Yep. If if y'all haven't played it, it is very much an RPG. And they've added um, different game types. They've added uh, more. They've added uh, more of a story as well as some rhythm game type of stuff to like Zelda, like Legend of Zelda music thing, things of like that. So they've added on a lot more to that. So they're doubling down on the Ring Fit Adventure. Which is kind of good. We're all stuck. Well, a lot of us are stuck at home, so why not work out a little bit? I guess. And and new voices. Don't forget that. Oh yes. Now we now have a uh, a female voice. Is that correct? And um, different languages like French. There we go. Uh, good. Excellent. So apparently, that was. I think what happened is Nintendo didn't expect Ring Fit Adventure to sell as well as it did. Right. And then it started to sell as well as it has so they, <laughs> and it's gone crazy. And now Nintendo's like, Oh, there's people in France. that want to play this and people mm-hmm. in Brazil that want to play. Oh, we, we need to like localize the hell out. That's right. I mean, it's Nintendo. Why, why wouldn't you? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. then we had some more information on Marvel ultimate Alliance, the black order. Uh, the late big storyline stuff. Yeah. I think this is the last of the expansion packs. Um, it's basically, uh, fantastic four. This will probably be the only good fantastic Four anything you'll see other than the (laughs) animation. The movies are absolutely atrocious. So here we are playing Marvel ultimate Alliance to get our fantastic four fix. And like you had said, it is, it is quite a, uh, expansive it it looks like a lot of story elements in marvel ultimate alliance it says right there new story campaign there you go so it's it's a big update 
there's, you know, speaking of expansion passy stuff, they went into more detail on the Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion stuff. The first one that's going to release uh, in a few months, mm-hmm. they detailed that. Um, I don't, I don't think that there was anything too exciting about what they mentioned with Sword and Shield. Um, but if you're a fan and have the game already, like mm-hmm. more content for that already big game, that's that's going to be good stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, another one that they actually spent a lot more time than I thought they would be, considering the game um, that it is. I don't know if you're you're with me here, uh, but King's Bounty Two, King's Bounty yeah. Two, it looks really kind of cool. I think anyway. Um, it looks real good. Yeah, it looks like it's been. Um, it looks like a current version game. I, I apparently this is an older. Is this an older game? Am I no. correct? No. no, King's Bounty Two. So King's Bounty is old. Yeah. The King's Bounty Two is brand new. It hasn't actually released yet. Oh, well, look so at that. So it's it's set to release on Steam sometime this year. Okay, as well as King's Bounty Two on the Switch. It says uh, release date twenty twenty. Yeah, that and- surprised me. The fact that they are releasing King's Bounty seemingly day and date. With the PC version, I, yeah, I actually thought that the PC version was out already, but no, it's uh, it hasn't even released yet. Uh, there is a you know you could see it in the gameplay video. There is certainly a downgrade of visuals compared to the PC version, but mm-hmm. the PC version is not. You're not, you know, you kind of think in terms of like Witcher, few steps down. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> You know, don't expect Witcher. It will not look as good as Witcher, even though it's like the same type of medieval fantasy, like uh, like realistic medieval fantasy that Witcher is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the environment and the character clothes they wear and stuff like that. It's uh, more grounded and rooted in that kind of uh, mythos, but not as good looking. But the scale of which the combat plays out, it is much grand, uh, grander, bigger. It reminds me when they showed those uh hexes and uh being able to target other units and you have uh different units taking up their own hex space and you had different uh uh types of units soldiers and i think they had like a some like troll uh looking thing that yep. was part of some combat uh thing going on so different stuff like that was going on it reminded me almost directly of uh that game i praised earlier which you know earlier this year, which was Age of Wonders 3. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, so it looks very similar combat-wise to that. Uh, turn-based, tactical uh, combat with big-ish armies. I don't know how big uh, this one's going to get in combat and armies. But, you know, some of these screenshots, you see quite a few units. Quite, right. a, few, uh, quite a few things are making up combat engagement and count. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, potentially twelve units all on just one screenshot. Right. That's cool. It is cool. It, and it definitely wasn't something I was expecting. I had never heard of uh King's Bounty. Apparently it's it was from the nineties, so it's been a while. It's been a while. Um so yeah. King's Bounty 2, and apparently it has a lot of RPG elements into it. It's very much a, a very in-depth RPG. Well, it's it's a strategy RPG, which is pretty much my bread and butter. 
uh, if you ask me, I would say that XCOM falls into the strategy RPG uh, yep. side of things as well. Uh, the strategy being the metagame uh, and sort of like the progressive uh, and, and long-running storyline segments being the, the RPG uh, sort of marriage of the two. And this one looks like that, although this one looks way more grounded uh, in RPG things. Uh, they, they show a lot of like in-town interaction mm -hmm. uh, and stuff like that. It's actually, they don't show too much of the combat. Yeah, no, that that was one thing that was I was going to mention is kind of missing from the whole the whole thing. Maybe they'll have more to show, or maybe it's somewhere else in the YouTube's land. I haven't I haven't even really looked into it um, that much to be honest with you, uh, but it definitely definitely caught my eye. Definitely caught my eye. This um, was my pick for the the whole uh, mini uh, direct. Really, this was the game. Yeah, this is my big like surprise takeaway was this game in particular. Nice. Okay. Well, for me, it, it, it was Xenoblade because at first I had no idea what it was. And then, <laughs> and then they just, you know, obviously it's, it's Xenoblade Geo, just freaking relax. So yeah, that was, that was my biggest surprise. I wasn't expecting to see as much of it as we saw as well. So yeah, can't wait for that one. So yeah, that was King's Bounty 2. Uh, and that's just sometime in 2020. There's there's no release other than that. There's no other release window. Uh, then we had kind of like a quick hit them up, right? Is that what it was? Uh, where they show Saints Row 4, um, yep. Trials of Mana, Elder Scrolls Blades again. I thought this was a canceled thing, but apparently they're they're it's coming back. I don't know. It, am I crazy? It looks good. Play it. Play it, play it mobile. Play it on the Android. Tell me what you think oh, no. then. <laughs> well, it's going to be free, so I'll, I'll probably download it and play right. it and see if it's actually worth uh, and not like uh, doing all those bad uh, free-to-play mechanics that I don't um, it is It is very slow. <laughs> very, very slow going. Um, I'll probably play it for like 15 minutes and never play it again. Never play it again, because you know why? People don't game on their phones, um, but apparently they do in Japan. That's where a lot of people. That's where a lot of money is made. Well, I'm, I'm not going to download it on my phone. I'm, I'm saying when it comes to the Switch, it's probably going to be free to play. No, definitely, it should be right. It's free to play on the on the phone. Um, um, moving... Unless they they go premium, right? There wasn't there a few like racing games that were free to play on yeah on phones, but then they brought it over to Switch and they were they made a premium, okay. but removed all the free to play like like grinding. And you know what? Maybe. Maybe that's what they're doing, right? They were going to come out with this kind of freemium type of game, and now they're maybe going to remove that and charge you the premium price and kind of include everything. Maybe change the game a little bit altogether. Nah, um, they're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Bethesda. you saw... Yeah, but that... Well, you haven't heard from Bethesda in a long time. It's been a while they, since... They're we've... recovering from shooting themselves in the foot over oh, and over. Oh, man. What is going on over there, Bethesda? Usually, you hear from them at E3, so maybe they got something planned there. I, I don't know. Uh, and then you had Minecraft Dungeons, a little bit more of that. I'm waiting for that game to come out. I think that game looks really fun. Um, no solid date, though. No solid date. Spring 2020 is still what they have. Uh, spring is is now, isn't it? Yeah, winter is over. Yeah. Uh, Win yeah. 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 We are winter. officially in spring. So maybe the next couple months we'll we'll get. A little bit more information on that. We definitely don't have a release date on it. I just want to 
make sure here. It says um, on the Nintendo site, it does have a date of uh, April 30th. So, Minecraft Dungeons, April 30th. Did we already know that? It's a possibility. It, but the the rundown said spring spring 2020, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe the corona is like a potential miss on the date. Possibly. Possibly. That's a corona date. Corona date. Um, for, uh, Warhammer 40,000, 40, 40k, is that yep. what they call it? Is this an RPG or is this kind of just a straight up kind of war uh, army uh, strategy game? It's more, it's more tactics. I mean, um, I don't know to what degree that there is RPG long-ended sort of story and character progression, stuff like that in this. It's okay. uh, this is this, the PC game being brought over to Switch. The PC game came out uh, a, almost a year and a half ago, uh, so it's not it's not new, but it's not. Old. Uh, and I will say that the PC game has a very positive uh, uh, Steam review. Steam review score. So yeah. it's reviewing very well on Steam. It's probably going to be a pretty solid game as long as they port it appropriately and, and they don't run into any kind of te technical issues. It's probably going to be pretty solid, but I don't know. I see a game like this, and don't get me wrong, um, Warhammer is right up my alley, and games like this are right up my alley. But mm -hmm. when I see something like this, and I see Fire Emblem, which does come with these awesome written characters, this Excellent storyline, uh, long-term progression. I mean, the Warhammer stuff probably has better combat mechanics. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Or maybe I'm just, I got tired of the Fire Emblem combat? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'll get tired of the Warhammer stuff and what's left. A, a either non-existent storyline with non-interesting characters or, or a mediocre storyline and non-interesting characters yeah i'm not sure what to i i never got into the warhammer type stuff um although i did play warhammer one and two uh, which are very different than warhammer 40k warhammer one and two are basically it's just a top-down perspective of you basically playing a tabletop game uh not very much more than that it's very simplistic in its design this is more large scale, where you have, I think you have armies and whatnot. So, I don't know. A squad. I, yeah, squads. Yeah. Okay, so a little bit different. Um, it, it's not. It's not large scale. It's it's very much like uh, you're in. Uh, so it a is okay. Combat room, kind of like Fire Emblem. Okay. Uh, you'll probably have about the same number of units to control during each. Uh, All right. Scenario, chapter, what have you. So I, was, uh, I, I must have been thinking like, of something completely different uh, then. It does have character customization. So okay, that's kind of cool. Is, which is which is very much a Warhammer thing, right? You you get to put together your squad, your crew, your your party, and fine tune exactly what kind of abilities they're going to use based on the weapons and armor and whatnot that you're equipping them with. So okay. that's that's just Warhammer in general, and that's the part. Like if you want to. Min max, you go to Warhammer to min max. Isn't that you? 
I love my min maxing. <laughs> yeah, that is me. <laughs> like I said, like this is right up my alley. It just it just didn't get you though. Uh I I, I didn't say it's not getting me. <laughs> All right, it's well, just, it hasn't gotten me yet because I don't know. Warhammer is like such an intimidating franchise. Yeah. Is it something that you think you're going to have to like get into, like get to know the lore and everything, or is that what it is? Is that what you're intimidated by? Uh, it It is kind of the, the juggernaut size of the franchise that yep. intimidates me. It is okay. a bit of that because it's such a huge, huge franchise. All right. All right. Well, that game is scheduled for release um, May 19th of uh this year and then moving on we have the legend of heroes trails of cold steel 3 also um we've talked a, about it yeah it has a demo so um if you wanted to try and play it or you want to try it out hit up the demo and uh you can see for yourself that it looks like you're looking through a pair of glasses that aren't really your prescription <laughs> maybe maybe it looks different. I, I do I did download this demo. I am gonna play it. I'll put it up on YouTube. Um uh, and I'll see maybe maybe I'm just not seeing I didn't see it right. Maybe my glasses need to be adjusted. I don't know. We'll see. I'm definitely gonna play it again. It didn't look good on the floor at PAX. Hopefully they can change my mind here with this demo. And I think that's it for RPGs. Uh, and I say that's it. That that's quite a bit. I think there is actually another game called. Uh, we kind of. Uh, I kind of went right by it. Um, it's called Shinseka Shinseke Shinsekai Into the Depths. It's kind of it's kind of a Metroidvania, I believe. I don't know if some people consider Metroidvania's RPG esque. So maybe it's got some of that, but it was a very kind of cool looking game where you're it, 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 you're underwater the entire time so you're struggling for that balance of oxygen and you're you, there is some combat as well in the game along with platforming and puzzle solving it's kind of a cool looking game I like it it's uh I mean Metroidvanias are my bread and butter but um it it released first on uh at the Apple Arcade Okay. Um, so it's it's a mobile game that's being ported over, and you kind of see some of those elements shining through. One thing that I did not like is how ugly that UI is. It just takes up so much of the uh, I don't of the right. visual screen space. I don't think it looks ugly. I just think it's way too large, and maybe some of it's unnecessary or could be done differently. But that, it's. That's, to me, that's the ugliness. Is how yeah. did it. Yeah, I, I mean, you're you're again, you're coming from the mobile world to this, and there maybe there should have been some some changes in some of that. Um, and and the fact the fact that they didn't go the extra mile to remove like this big giant HUD elements, which is what you get, and they didn't go through the process of moving and revising those things for a console big screen TV type of experience, like. Right. That screams laziness to me. Now, this is a good game, at the very least, uh, for mobile, and it probably is going to be a good game at the least for the Switch, but when you kind of don't 
when, when you're what's the word cutting corners not really yeah cutting well with with the not ui effort, right I right i know what you mean but with the ui it just it it is large but it is a it's not transparent, but it's very simple enough where you can kind of see what's going on. You know what I mean? But it still is. It takes up a lot of the a lot of the, a lot of the screen, almost a quarter of the screen. Um, in one in one corner, and then the other corner where the mini map is, it's almost the one quarter or at least one third of it. It's 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 got some uh, UI issues, that's for sure. Yeah. But that's the uh, Nintendo Direct news. You got anything else to add there? Nah. 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 All right, cool. So we'll go over some of the upcoming RPGs. We have March twenty, March twenty sixth has got a lot going on, and March twenty sixth was this was this podcast was written for Wednesday, uh, the twenty fifth. So we have a few kind of uh, games kind of falling in between then and now. So we'll go over them. Uh, we have Sin Slayers, the twenty sixth, One Step from Eden, Grand Guilds, and oh, Grand Guild, Arafel Enhanced Edition. And Children of the Zodiacs. <sighs> three, uh, four, one, two, three, four, five games I've mentioned there. A lot of games coming out the 26th. Since Slayers is kind of a, an interesting type of game, along with One Step from Eden. One Step from Eden is similar to, is it, uh, is it Mega Man Battle Network or something to that effect? Um, uh that one that one was so we we've looked and talked about this game yep and it is interesting there's some weird stuff going on in that game so color me intrigued i played sin slayers i have it on steam uh it's not good (laughs) it's not good (laughs) it's it's slow and boring uh that's kind of kind of the key takeaway it's very grindy uh you have almost no abilities right from the very start. That's the big problem. And there's lots of combat in this game, and combat is trivial. It's it, because you have so few options available to you at the very start of the game. And when you max out and get everything, you still have a small handful of combat options per character. Uh, I think you only have like two options huh. <laughs> at the very start of the game per character. It's it's like as simple as like you can attack and you can defend and I think you have like one other ability that maybe, has some. Maybe resource. you can heal yourself. Yeah, it's it's like it's like very basic, basic, plain vanilla combat. Turn ba- turn based, right? Turn based, and it's just not it's not fun at all. Does, does it have uh, anything going for it though? It's got to have something. It has this. Um, it has a system that it's not new. Uh, I, I think it's like I don't know. I forgot what they called it. It was like a sin system or whatever, where you can do stuff like uh, loot chests and whatnot uh, and take on sin. The more sin you have, the harder things become in the dungeon. There, the delving through. Okay. Uh, it's it's very very roguelike yeah. in that. So you get there's enemies. Step on a tile. You run into an enemy. You go into a combat environment and you kill the enemies in turn-based combat and then you go back into the dungeon grid-based movement uh roguelike style okay. and continue moving on and so forth and the more sin you have the better the rewards but the harder the enemies it it's kind of simple stuff other games have done it before and have done it way better and have done combat with few abilities 
better. Like gotcha. Darkest Dungeon, you only have four abilities that you can equip on your party members for each member at any given point in time. But they start off with all four. Whereas right. in this game, you have like two and they're not interesting or fun and they're not balanced. And hmm. it's there's nothing else in the game that's actually making it more interesting or intriguing than gotcha. how it's playing out. All right. Well, you guys can get it on the 26th. Take a look at it if if, if it's something uh, if it sounds like it's something you're going to be into. One step from Eden. We again we've mentioned this in the in previous episodes where, where it's almost it's got this uh, very cool um, pong. <laughs> I'll call it pong um strategy maybe uh strategy pong type of game it's very it's very interesting i think and i've seen a lot of people playing it it looks wacky as heck it looks it's like the, there's a lot going on it looks it looks like it's really difficult as well and i think we did review it on our site evan gave it an okay rating so uh-huh. I don't know. Um, take a read at the uh, review at switchrpg.com. Tell us if it's something you're into. Um, again, that was released on the 26th. Another 26th title is Grand Guilds. Kind of mentioned it in the in previous, not pre, well, previously as well as earlier in this episode. Um, so that is Grand Guilds on the 26th. Arafel, we, again, we spoke about on the 26th. It's coming out. Thumbs sure. up on that one. Thumbs up on Arafel. And, and I have to agree. I think Ben is kind of leaning. Um, leaning that way as well, I think. Um, he hasn't uh, written his review in full yet, but um, I think he's kind of leaning that way. And um, next, and then we have, on again, on the 26th, Children of the Zodiacs. Evan is also reviewing that. I'm not sure where he lies on that. Let me see. Or did he actually already come up with that article? Hang on. I should, I should already know this. It also looks like another sort of tactics style. This one kind of leans a little bit more towards uh, Fire Emblem-esque tactics, yep. although it does have terrain elevation in it. Oh, those are dice. That's random. It's got uh, dice in it. Um, Evan Evan gave this a review of great. Great? Okay. He, he, he says even though he's not a fan of the strategy subgenre, Children of Zodiacs has managed to make me a convert. The only aspect of the game I regret is its length, as I would gladly play more if given the opportunity. If you are a fan of either tabletop mechanics or strategy fundamentals, I strongly feel that this title offers the best of both worlds, as well as a new world for narrative enthusiasts to explore. There is great untapped potential in Children of Zodiacs, and I give it my utmost or my earnest recommendation. So, also has cards. It's yeah, it's got a lot going for it. <laughs> a lot going well, on. It, it's it's a lot. It it's very similar to the other game that we're kind of not so hot on. The tactics one. The, the Grand Guilds. Yes, so that's but also I, cards, and this one has cards. Yeah, this one has cards and dice. It it the the cards. I'm not. It, it wasn't the problem in Grand Guilds. In Grand Guilds, the issue was um <laughs> was other stuff. It was more technical, technical. even. Yeah. yeah so. Again, this was kind of on that same deal, kind of small scale tactical um, strategy RPG. Um, it looks, I think it looks interesting. Yeah, it, it presents itself very nice. I mm-hmm. the aesthetic is light hard, but it looks very polished. Yeah, I agree. So say, take a look at Children of the Zodiacs. He gave it a great scoring. Wow. 
Then we have, on the 31st, I know nothing of this game. This game just popped up, to be honest. Uh, Treachery and Beatdown City. It looks like it's a uh, kind of a side-scroll. Is it a side-scroll and beat-em-up? Yeah, it's kind of a 8-bit side-scroll and beat-em-up RPG. River City Ransom style? Yeah, not as good-looking. <laughs> I mean, if you consider River City Ransom good-looking, this one is not good-looking. Oh, really? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It maybe has just as much to uh, to offer. Um, but just in the description alone, treachery is afoot in Beatdown City. The U.S. President Blake Orama, I mean, come on, <laughs> has kid has been kidnapped by the nefarious Ninja Dragon terrorists. So clearly, a play on words on Barack Obama, and it's been uh, kidnapped by the nefarious uh, Ninja Dragon terrorists. Oh yeah, this is not a good looking game. No. Um like I t- said, it's they're asking twenty dollars for this game as well. Maybe they'll get it. I don't know. I don't know, it's man. It's turn based combat. Is it turn based? Yeah. Oh it, it looks like there I mean there's a menu. <laughs> there there the, the action <laughs> pauses. They there's a menu, a drop down menu of yep. selecting different what appears to be attacks or abilities. And then executing on those things. Yeah, defense, uh Okay. See here, brace. There's a, I guess an FP is your mana. Uh, Maybe. Yeah, this is like a turn-based. River City Ransom. Uh, some breakdance attacks over here. It, you know, it actually kind of does. I'm sorry, say (laughs) that again. You you broke up. What was that? It it kind of does look like what they're doing. Uh, gameplay wise, because uh, there's like multiple tabs of the combat. It's I weird. See, I see that. Yeah, but it, it's ugly. The game is ugly. Yeah, the colors but, are the colors are are awful. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I can't really disagree. That. All right. Well, again, if you're into River City Ransom, imagine that. Not as good looking as River City Ransom, and maybe turn based. I don't know. Treachery. Oh, it's definitely, it's definitely turn-based combat. Okay, Treachery in Beatdown City is what it's called. Um, I, another game I called on this episode is uh, March 31st is Operencia, The Stolen Sun. You're still looking at that game, aren't you? I tried pulling up a trailer. It wouldn't pull up, so I, I, couldn't, I couldn't look at it. They're punching a, uh, uh, a bunch of different, like, in, in, like uh, you know, the, you beat up the car in Street Fighter? Yep. They got segments like that where they're punching like a soda machine, a motorcycle, and a bunch of other like objects. Oh man! So maybe it's it's just ridiculous game. Anyway, Operencia: The Stolen Sun, March thirty first. I I did mention it before. Um, I I think it's a must must buy. Let me see what they're asking for. Um, luckily Zen Studios, uh, provided a review copy for me. Uh, thirty dollars. I would say it's it's worth thirty bucks. It's a it's a good game, guys. Must um, buy, huh? Yeah, I would I would say get it. It's really good. It's done well, really well. That, and that, that's the one that has the um, the rows, right? Do the, those rows yeah. of enemies? Does that actually have a gameplay? Yeah, time? it does. Uh, depending on what um what weapon you have, will depend on the the amount of damage you'll do to either the first row, the second row, or the third row. 
So you can still do damage, they just won't be as effective. So say, for example, I have a, a bow. Um, my bow is most effective at the furthest row and least effective is the front, uh, in the front row. Opposite with some melee stuff, um, where you know, melee is really effective close range, but as you go further, it's not as effective. Again, you'll still do damage, it just won't be as effective. Uh, yeah. ma magic seems to uh, be uninhibited by range, um, as far as what I've played. Um, it doesn't matter which row they're in, it's all pretty effective. So my thinking of this was building a character, because uh, you can create your own character, and building a character leaning more towards magic because it can hit any row and it's effective in any row so are, are there instances where either the enemies or your own character's ability can manipulate the rows that the enemies are on the i haven't gotten any skills that do that and i would have to say that there probably should be where you can manipulate their their standings in there um one thing i will say is i didn't notice it Maybe it's just I didn't notice it, and there it is there. But I never know which uh, which of my party members. Right now, I only have two. I never know which one the enemy is going to target. It's always very, it's always random. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess you see that in a lot of games, but you don't see your characters. You know, it's, like I said, it's first first person. So I never know which which one they're they're going for. So your 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 party members don't have a physical stance. It's just more the the enemies have that kind of in the battlefield area um yeah. but yeah it's it's done really well and like i said it is grid based and you said i it looked like i had free movement and you could definitely play as if you have free movement the way the way it's just kind of so smooth where it does look like that where it looks like it'll have kind of that free reign of the environment when you actually don't so it it is free looking but not free movement no, no, you're locked into one grid, one space at a time. So you'll go. Is, is, is it done in grid or hexes? Grid. Grid. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I love it. If you're uh, wanting to see some gameplay, you had mentioned that it's on the channel. It's definitely there. I put three episodes up. So take a take a peek. Um, it's. I think it's worth um worth your time. Um, I'm not gonna go over that last game <laughs> unless you want to. It it doesn't look like an RPG. It looks more like a, an adventure. It's an adventure simulation RPG strategy is what it's labeled as. So I don't, I don't know what that means. It means they try to enter every single category um, possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, so. I'm looking at gameplay right now. I mean, there is in a, in a city, town, yeah. uh, and you are talking to many NPCs. All right, well, the, let's go. Let's just do it then. It's, uh, I don't even know how to say it. Maz, M, M A Z M, colon, Mazum, Jekyll and Hyde. Um, it's got a weird, not a, it's got a, got a cool aesthetic to it. Kind of that drawn kind of character, caricature. What, um, what's that, what's that, uh, game? Uh, I, I know what you're thinking of. I can't think of the game though. Starve together? Don't starve. starve. Don't starve. Don't starve. Yes. There you go. Um, it has Very that look in in yeah. the environment, but not when it's looking at um, dialogue when they're actually talking. Kind of, it. I, I don't know what to call that, but when they're when they're talking, kind of like that cutscene type of deal. They don't have that look. Like their look totally changes. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. They don't have that big head caricature, uh, drawn. 
Western head. chibi. Western chibi, yes. <laughs> uh, they don't have that look. Again, I don't know how this plays at all. Do you you see you saw some uh, some gameplay of it? Is it's more like um, kind of yeah, wandering? I'm watching video of it, and it's it looks like a detective adventure game. I don't I don't see anything else going on. There's a lot of walking around, back and forth, talking to different characters. Okay. Uh, point and click adventure. All right. Well, again, not too sure how that one's going to play out, but it's labeled as an RPG. I wasn't going to mention it, but we kind of just went into it. We did have a main topic. I think we're going to hold off on that main topic um, because we're running really, really kind of long here. But what I'm going to do is actually, I'm going to, I'm going to say what the topic is going to be, and I want to get some people's opinions out there. Uh, what do you think? Sounds you, good. You good with that? Uh, we have quite a list of of games here, but the the main topic is going to be game mechanics that were really kind of amazing, but you've only seen in maybe a single game or maybe even a series. Uh, we do have quite a few games in here. We do want to go over them as well, but we want to get your opinions out there as well. Um, but that's going to actually wrap it up for today's episode. And um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for everyone who didn't send in their questions. I don't know why. It's just in the script. I'm like Ron Burgundy. I just read whatever's whatever's on the teleprompter. Just just put it there. I'm reading it. <laughs> uh, remember, you can listen to the show each and every week at switchrpg.com, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app if you listen on an app give me a rating and give johnny a rating he needs those ratings um we want to climb up those charts on those platforms so your support there would be amazing and finally you remember you can head over to switchrpg.com for all your rpg needs on the nintendo switch until next time i'll see you around and don't forget that johnny is the best person wait a minute in, in- <laughs> <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <laughs>